Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Field service jobs are in high demand because of the variety of industries that they serve. Generally, a field service technician will be responsible for repairing and maintaining all makes and models of a particular type of product. This can be anything from home-based equipment such as security systems, appliances, and electronics to larger commercial items such as heavy equipment, factory machinery, computer networks, and even wind turbines. While the type of work is largely dependent on the industry that you'll serve, in this episode we'll discuss what to expect if you're seeking a career as a field service technician. Todd Hecht, an Orion recruiter specializing in field service roles, joins the show to provide insight on why veterans are a good fit for these positions, required training, companies that Orion works with in hiring field service technicians, as well as career progression. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so if you have any questions or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hey, Todd, welcome to the show. Hi, Megan. Well, I appreciate you having me today. Yeah, definitely. So we've been doing some episodes specific to industries that are hiring, but I know that you were interested in talking about a specific position, which would be the field service technician. So we'll talk a little bit about that, different opportunities that exist with this position. But before we start um, talking specifics about that, can you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit to our audience? Oh, sure, I sure can. So uh, that, that's the easy part. If anybody knows me, they know I like uh, talking about myself. So um, my name is Todd Hecht. Uh, I'm a former Navy veteran. I spent 10 years in the Navy. Uh, I was a radar operator by trade, but spent most of my time, uh, at least the last few years, at Navy Recruiting Command uh, at NRD Miami. So I came to work at Orion about just about 18 years ago now, working in our corporate headquarters. Um, but now uh, I'm currently residing in Tampa, Florida, and I'm responsible for the southeast region of the United States. Uh, and I would say I probably have one of the best jobs in the world. I mean, who else gets to help military veterans uh, get careers when they get out of the service and also help companies hire top tier talent? It's just been a wonderful experience for me and my family and uh, anything we can do to help our, uh, our veterans make the transition uh, is a uh, job well done for us. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks, Todd, for um, introducing yourself. And of course, you have the best job because you get to do it all from sunny Florida, too. So that does not hurt. It's not always sunny, but uh, yeah, it is definitely uh, not a bad place to live for sure. Okay, so like I said earlier, we're going to be talking a little bit about field service technicians. And I know that those really come in all shapes and sizes. It seems like it's one of our most frequently filled positions here at Orion across lots of different industries. So can you give us a general overview of what a field service technician is? Yeah, I sure can. Uh, But first, just in full disclosure, so everybody knows, I was not a technician by any stretch of the imagination. I was awful good at breaking things, uh, but I always knew who to call uh, to get things fixed. It's kind of one of the one of the things that I think that's made me uh, successful at the job is is knowing who who to call when I need to get something uh, you know, fixed or or brought back online. So um, you know, field service uh, positions and in this you know category we're talking about is field service technicians or field service engineers. Uh, they're really the, uh, a company's representative that's responsible for uh, maintenance, installation, or upgrade of equipment at customer sites. So this equipment can be rented, leased, even owned and warranted by the customer. 
Um, so military uh, people, if you served in the military, you may have known these to be called tech reps. It's something that we called them when we were at active duty. These are the folks that came out and uh, fixed a piece of equipment or fixed something um, if we weren't able to get it, uh, get it fixed ourselves. So generally speaking, they're the subject matter expert on the client or the company's uh, equipment. Um, you know, a field service technician would generally have a territory that they're responsible for. And depending upon what company it is or what kind of product they are servicing, it can be a local territory, regional, national, or even international territory. So a lot of times for a field service technician or a field service engineer, these positions can afford the employee to work from their home or a local facility, but their work is mainly conducted uh, on the road by traveling to customer sites. And these can be day trips, they can be uh, overnight trips or uh, select uh, overnight uh, jobs, or they can be upwards of uh, 50 to 100% travel, depending upon how large the territory is and what company it is. Mm -hmm. And I think um, one thing for field service technicians, a lot of times they're servicing um, systems that are too large to be sent off somewhere to be fixed. And so that's why they're going on site to fix them because um, most of the time it's on a product or equipment that's not able to be sent in. Yeah, certainly. Or it's a, a system that's integrated with a company's production facility. Uh, so something that they just can't take offline and ship back. Or um, they, mm -hmm. and, and generally speaking, a lot of times this is equipment that is uh, production related. And we all know for a company, uh, lost production means lost dollars. Uh, so it's real important for them to be able to get keep this equipment maintained so it works properly, but also get it fixed in the case of, uh, you know, if, if it goes down. Mm -hmm. You know, Todd, one thing that you mentioned when you said field service technician, and you mentioned that it could also be called a field service engineer, are those positions typically one and the same, or are they a little bit different in terms of the qualifications and the skills that are required, and then even the pay? Generally speaking, uh, it's just a it depends on the company um, and what their terminology for the position is. But most times it's in most companies, it's going to be a similar type position. Um, you may start out as a field service technician and then graduate to a field service engineer, but it really, it really depends and it's, it varies from company to company. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. So um, veterans, a lot of companies that we work with, um, like I mentioned, we work across all industries. This is a position that we're very frequently recruiting for. There's a constant need for it, and it seems like companies have found that veterans are a good fit for this role. So what is it about this type of position that makes it a good fit for veterans? Well, I, I, I think taking a look at it from, from the opposite way, I think that veterans are, are a fit for this type of position uh, for various reasons. But most importantly, I guess I narrow it down to three things, and I have an acronym for it. So when I, uh, we know military mm -hmm. veterans love acronyms, right? So w mm -hmm. when I look for somebody for a field service position, uh, I use what I call TCP, right, when screening somebody. Um, so basically, uh, number one, you know, technical savvy. You know, that's the, the, the veteran's ability to think outside the box when it comes to troubleshooting or repair. Um, or, you know, as you know, Megan, when a ship is 200 miles out to sea or a unit is out in the field, we don't always have the luxury of calling the Maytag repairman to come fix something. 
we don't always have the luxury of, of, of having a technical representative from the company who made that equipment come out and fix it. So in the military, we have to learn to fix it ourselves and be able to adapt and overcome. Uh, so that the, the technical savvy behind that uh, is, is probably number one in my book uh, for what veterans bring to the table when it comes to these jobs. Um, but then second to that is customer focused, right? So most service members, they have a unique ability to, to handle themselves accordingly uh, when thrust into a position where they have to work with a diverse group of individuals. Uh, they understand time constraints and their customers may be in a high operational tempo, similar to what we uh, what we have in the military. And like I mentioned before, uh, high operational tempo in the civilian world is uh, productivity, and lost productivity is 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 lost money. So it's you have to have the ability to to maintain a uh, a good posture and be able to uh, work with the, the the people at the company that that you're servicing. Uh, you have to be able to understand that, you know, some managers, uh, you know, are losing productivity and they're getting graded and paid on that. So, you know, sometimes uh, the pressure's on to get things fixed. So, you know, military veterans do a great job of working well under that pressure and keeping customer focused uh, because they really are the their company's face out in the field. So when a client looks to do an upgrade on a system or they look to buy an, uh, a, a new piece of equipment, uh, they're going to remember that cust that uh, field service representative who was out there. That's the face of the of the of the company. So um, they're going to look back on that. And I think, you know, military veterans are, are very good at, um, you know, like I said, being able to, you know, stay customer focused and get the job done under pressure. Uh, mm -hmm. Lastly, for, for me, which is real important, is, you know, personal responsibility. Um, that's a big part for a field service technician or a field service engineer, because generally speaking, you're not going to have a boss or a supervisor looking over your shoulder 24-7. Uh, you have to be able to work uh, on your own uh, out in the field, uh, sometimes uh, uh, with, uh, again, like I said, with, with not as much of a support network as, or a supervisor over your over your. Um, over your uh, over your shoulder. So it's, it's real important that that veteran has a lot of personal responsibility, uh, which would be things like being able to manage your own schedule, being able to show up on time and complete a task on deadline. Uh, those are things that we're taught and in, that are instilled in us in the military from day one. Uh, being able to get to where we need to go when we need to be there uh, so that we don't, uh, we don't uh, you know, because for us, people's lives are at stake in those items. Uh, although here in the civilian world, it's probably, again, more lost productivity that we have to be concerned with. Um, but uh, it's important for that, uh, that responsibility factor. And I will note that for most field service representatives, they're going to be responsible for a company vehicle. Uh, they can have expensive test equipment that they're responsible for and a company credit card. So these things require an immense amount of personal responsibility and trust on behalf of the company that hires you. Uh, and I think when, when uh, companies are hiring military veterans, uh, that's something that they know uh, that when they get somebody, uh, that they are going to have that responsibility factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that those are all good ones. I like that acronym of TCP. So that's a good one. Thanks for sharing that, Todd. And you know, I, I think on the employer standpoint, another thing that would be a bonus in hiring a military veteran is that you do have that renewing talent pool. So there are constantly service members that are transitioning off of active duty that are going to be able to step in and fill these positions because they have all of those um, 
characteristics and traits that you just mentioned, whether it's the technical savviness, being customer focused, and then also the high levels of personal responsibility. Right. So what type of education and training is typically required? Do we see our candidates able to transition directly off of active duty and go into these roles? Or is there a specific type of education and training that's required? Well, I think you're mainly taking a look at it. Uh, what we have to understand is a field service technician uh, can be in, uh, somebody who's responsible for, it can be a different fields. So it can be electronics, it could be mechanical, it could be electrical equipment that they have to have a background or experience and knowledge in, or it can be a combination of, of those three. Uh, especially now uh, with the way technology is advancing, uh, a lot of companies are looking for people who understand the, the whole gambit of um, how maybe a computer system controls a mechanical piece of machinery. And so uh, a lot of times we'll know that as far as uh, as recruiters, what the company might be looking for so we can make sure that we target uh, the correct individuals and get them into the right uh, right positions. Uh, but as far as the required experience, it can vary from uh, from company to company. I would say the, the most predominant things that we see uh, will be a company may request that the, the, the veteran have some kind of technical training, of course, uh, but may have to have some kind of documented hours or time in tech school, which would be considered in in, in the Navy and A school or um, in the or in the Marine Corps as well. And then, of course, the Army and the Air Force, maybe, you know, your tech schooling or something along those lines. So they may ask for uh, a certain amount of hours uh, of, of experience in that respect. Um, also, even upon hire, a company may require you to do some kind of familiarization training with their equipment. Um, or if, if you're deficient in maybe one of the areas, uh, but meet all the other requirements, they may ask you to work alongside a more experienced technician uh, or engineer until the company's comfortable, uh, you know, with the employer or employee being able to fly on their own. Um, so it, again, it depends uh, from company to company, and it really depends on what the position is. But for the most part, we uh, will be for these type of positions. We do look for people who already have an experience or have a certain level of experience in in one of the uh, one of the technical fields. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Now we've mentioned a couple of times the um, companies that we work with because I've mentioned that we work with lots of companies in different industries, and um, you know the requirements might change from company to company. But can you give us a little bit of a snapshot of the companies that we currently work with that are hiring for field service technicians? Oh, certainly. And it's interesting that you asked because just in the last couple months. Uh, at least in my territory down here in the southeast, we've worked with multiple companies looking uh, for, you know, like I said, field, some of them call it field service technician, others may call it field service engineer. Um, but uh, I would think the predominant ones uh, which have long-standing relationships with, with our company, with Orion Talent, uh, would be companies like Siemens, uh, Bell & Howell. Uh, we've been doing consistent, uh, you know, recruiting and helping Hartford Steam Boiler find uh, qualified uh, boiler inspectors, which is just, uh, would be considered a field service type position. Um, Johnson Controls, Honeywell, um, and ABB Robotics, just to name a few, uh, we've made uh, uh, considerable gains in helping them find uh, qualified veterans just in the last couple months. Yeah, and just in those ones that you mentioned, um, 
they can vary so much depending on what the technician's going to work on and what the responsibilities are going to be. So it seems like as long as you have that um, base knowledge and you have the technical aptitude, you really have a variety of options that are available to you. Absolutely. I think the probably the biggest thing comes down to, um, you know, what the, the veteran is looking for. Are they certain locations? Uh, are they looking for a certain amount of travel that they can do, you know, to, to, to keep that work-life balance? It, it's really, uh, it comes down, there, there are plenty of opportunities for the veteran out there. Uh, it just comes down to what they're looking for and making sure, you know, there's the right fit for them as well, too. Mm-hmm. And in terms of location, all of the companies that you mentioned, or at least most of them are nationwide. And so, of course, that's not all of the companies that we're working with, but there's definitely the opportunity to have really your pick of whatever location you'd like. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, there, there, there are times where, you know, somebody is getting out of the service and they're looking for that remote location, maybe to move back to a, a place like Minot, North Dakota or, or something along those lines. But for the most part, um, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, we're able to find, uh, you know, companies for them uh, wherever they want to go. Mm hmm. And we mentioned earlier in terms of the career progression and kind of the difference between a field service technician and a field service engineer that they could potentially start as a technician and progress to an engineer. But is there any other type of career progression that a field service technician would expect? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things we have to look at when we're talking about uh, field service work is sometimes uh, the advancement may not look like it does in the military or uh, or some other civilian jobs. Uh, in, as a field service uh, technician or representative, sometimes that career progression may come as a promotion to a higher value territory for the company. Um, it could come uh, much more as far as uh, a new type of equipment that's coming out uh, that they're, you know, maybe uniquely qualified for, uh, they may f see a promotion in, in that aspect. But also it could come the traditional route as well too. So, you know, possibly looking at, um, you know, a senior field service technician role um, or maybe a re um, uh, territory manager role or something along those lines. Okay, great. And in terms of the opportunity that exists within the role past promotion. Um, what about pay? Is that pretty standard across the board or does it tend to differ from company to company and industry to industry? Uh, I, I would say it varies considerably um, on a lot of different uh, different things. Uh, some of that can come down to location, as we mentioned, you know, plenty of times. Uh, the field service technician working in Manhattan may make more due to cost of living than the technician working um, in, you know, South Texas or somewhere along those lines. Um, so it, it does vary from company to company. It varies uh, from position to position. It varies based on your location. Um, but, uh, you know, generally speaking, uh, field service technicians will be on an hourly rate. Uh, which will also include, you know, any overtime that's available, uh, as well as uh, added, uh, you know, benefits such as uh, per diem, you know, their travel expenses obviously are covered by the company. Uh, a lot of, like I said, most field service technicians are going to either have a company vehicle or some kind of vehicle allowance, uh, which, which enables them to use that vehicle um, at, at any time. So uh, it, it is, it's going to vary from company to company. It's going to vary from territory to territory, but on average, um, somebody looking at a field service role 
can probably look somewhere in that $20 an hour to upper 20s an hour range. And again, depends on a, a lot of factors with generally a W-2 at the end of the year, somewhere in that forty-five to $75,000 a year range. Now, uh, that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, as, um, I, I guess, how would you put it? I'm, I'm trying to be as, um, as median as possible when it comes to talking about the, uh, the, the salary, because there's definitely a lot of upside and sometimes high earning potential field service positions out there. Uh, generally speaking, those are gonna be the higher travel ones. Uh, sometimes you can spend upwards of 50 to, like I said, 50 to 100% of the time, or at least 50 to 90% of the time on the road. Um, so, which would uh, require the veteran to, you know, stay in a lot of hotel rooms and, and live out of a suitcase many times. And then, you know, some of the positions that uh, maybe aren't as high-end lucrative may only be day trips and doing windshield time in the car and putting your your head on your own pillow at night. But it, it really depends on a, on a lot of different factors when it comes to talking about the salary um, and pay uh, for field service technicians. Uh, but again, I think the, to stress that uh, the amount of travel is, is probably the number one thing. And then also, of course, what territory that you're going to work. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good information. Now, in terms of the industries, I know that you mentioned um, just to name a couple Siemens and Bell and Howell earlier. So can you give a couple of specific examples of field service technician positions within an industry? So if we want to go with Siemens, maybe we talk about um, like a wind turbine tech, or could you just give a couple of specific examples of, you know, types of positions and what they're responsible for, just in case some of our listeners are unfamiliar with those companies? Oh, yeah, certainly. So, especially when, and you picked out a great company there to talk about. So, you know, Siemens in itself has, has many different business units, um, you know, from medical, uh, medical uh, technicians, uh, they, for Siemens, they may work in building controls and automation, uh, which is where, you know, you have high-end, you know, high, maybe even a high-rise building that's uh, uh, all of its uh, HVAC um, and maybe even alarm controls are, are, uh, are, are serviced by a field service technician. Um, there may be, again, talking about Siemens with, with such a, a broad company with so many business segments, uh, they could be working on equipment in a doctor's office. Or, or in a hospital in some kind of a medical setting. Um, but it, there's so many different industries that, that use utilize field service representatives and, uh, and that are available for military veterans. Uh, like I said, they can vary everything from uh, building and automation controls to, to medical, again, um, to uh, you know, maybe even alarm systems or, or something along those lines. Yeah, very cool. So it sounds like, especially just within that one company, there's a lot of opportunities there and probably your day to day would look completely different depending on what division you got hired into and um, I guess where your interest lies. Absolutely. And again, it also depends on, you know, the background. Um, so somebody who is in, uh, in in an electronics type field and is looking into field service, uh, some of the jobs that they would probably end up doing would be more on the 
the automation and controls like we talked about. Uh, whereas somebody who is working on uh, on the mechanical uh, may be more in line with uh, un uninterruptible power supplies um, or maybe uh, some kind of gener uh, power generation equipment, um, as well as you know, for the electrical candidates as well would be the same uh, with the power supplies and any type of power production. Uh, so again, it, it does. It depends on on what the background is uh, of the person applying for the position. Very good. So you've mentioned a few other benefits in terms of the autonomy and being able to make your own schedule. You don't really have anyone looking over your shoulder, a company car, all of those things. Are there any other benefits that we haven't touched on yet that you think is important for someone to know if they're considering a career in field service? Yeah, I, I think mainly the, the the benefit to the field service part uh, or for field service positions, uh, sometimes there's greater ability to uh, be able to relocate or homestead yourself in certain areas that may not be high in um, uh, in you know in production or say manufacturing so the areas that may not have uh, a lot of technical jobs available a lot of times with a field service position especially the higher travel positions uh, companies will generally afford somebody to have flexibility as far as where they want to live within within their territory or within a, uh, a given location uh, so that's important um, again, like I stressed, these positions uh, sometimes can be very lucrative uh, for somebody. So you have the the, the money aspect of it, um, and then and then again, it's it's you know some people uh, prefer the field service positions. They may not want to be the person who punches the clock at the same place day after day, uh, day in and day out. Um, so you know, field service positions they do afford you to have a uh, a change of scenery and be able to uh, you know be in uh, in different uh, different environments from day to day. Awesome. Well, Todd, thank you so much for joining the show today. I think this is a lot of great information, and I hope it'll be helpful to anyone who's considering a career like this. Well, I certainly appreciate you having me on, and uh, we do, uh, for, for any listeners that are out there, you know, we obviously uh, do our hiring conferences in very, uh, various territories across the country. Uh, they're very successful uh, for us and for the veterans, uh, so we encourage you to, you know, review our uh, list of conferences that we may have coming up and contact one of our field recruiters uh, in one of our offices as, as soon as possible so that we can uh, help you get prepared, you know, to interview for positions such as these. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Todd. Megan, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.